the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley. Uh, one other tidbit of information I don't think I gave on that uh, third round of voting for the U.S. Speaker. Uh, Jordan uh, had 25 Republicans oppose him, uh, which that number has gone up. I think we'll see a lot of fluctuation in a very long weekend. Uh, but I want to waste no more time. I want to welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Secretary LaRose, welcome back. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Jack. I want to start by saying we're continuing to keep Bruce in our prayers and uh, absolutely disgusted by what we've seen in Washington that has played out not just this morning, but over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I, there's a lot we can talk about, but if you don't mind, let's start there. Uh, what's your visceral response to House Republicans in the speaker race? that it's long past time that we have a Speaker of the House, and Jim Jordan checks every box. He's a credentialed conservative. He is a fighter. He's also somebody that knows how to work with people to get things done, and and that's a skill you need to have as Speaker. He's a great Ohioan. He should have been made Speaker uh, a week and a half ago. But we seem to have a small group of uh, rhinos, which is an overused term in some cases, but here are people that seem to be putting their own petty interest ahead of that of the country. It seems like the K Street lobbyists and the D.C. swamp is fighting like hell to keep Jim Jordan from being the speaker. And the only thing I can think of is because he's a conservative. They know he's going to cut the budget. They know he's going to cut spending. They know he's not going to cave on another CR just to keep things moving and, and keep funding going. He's going to insist that we secure the border and that we cut the spending. We have a $33 trillion national debt. Unbelievable. Generational theft. I, I yep. spoke to a group of college students at Ohio State two nights ago, the college Republicans, and boy, we need to keep these young uh, conservatives in our prayers because they're surrounded. But I said, listen, guys, it's you that should be most concerned about a $33 trillion national debt because that bill is going to be passed on to you in your prime wage earning years. This is generational theft. Jim's going to do something about it, and that's why the D.C. establishment is fighting him so hard. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and uh, I hope he wears him down. I mean, he's a wrestler. You know, I hope he takes him to the third period and just grinds him down and, and gets a decision late. Hey, what did you think of the other thing before we get to the U.S. Senate race? What did you think of President Biden's speech last night that I thought was going to be about Israel, but it's, it's spent a lot of time talking about Putin and Palestinian Liberation Organization? What were your thoughts? This is a moment when the world is a dangerous place, and the world, I would argue, is a dangerous place because of American weakness. I've got this very simple theory that it's not American strength which causes instability around the world. It's not American strength which which, which is provocative 
to bad actors around the world. It is American weakness which causes instability. It's American weakness that is provocative for bad guys around the world that have bad intentions. This president needs to project strength. He has not done so throughout his administration on the southern border, on the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. He's not projected strength on the way that he's handling uh, Ukraine, and he's not projecting strength right now. It's also not a time for equivocation. This talk of proportionality is absolute nonsense. Did, did, Did we talk about proportionality in the closing months of World War II as we were finally putting the Nazis back on their heels? No. You don't deal with a murderous uh, group of thugs with proportionality. You deal with them with overwhelming force. You annihilate Hamas, and Israel must be able to do that. And we have to have their back because they didn't start this fight, but they have every right to finish it. I agree. And I made the point yesterday, and maybe too grotesquely, I don't know. I said, all right, let's talk about proportionality. So, what concert uh, do we ambush? What community in Gaza do we go door to door and murder, rape, and uh, take captives? It's insane. Sure. I mean, it's an insane well, concept. Well, let's be clear. We're the, we're, we're the good guys. Israel are the good guys. And they're going to be the good guys because they have a heart. They have a conscience. They care about human life. Hamas does not. Nope. But let's also remember this. Nobody wants to, certainly not me, none of us that have ever been in a combat zone, none of us that have ever had to look down the barrel of a rifle and make god-awful decisions, none of us would ever want to see an innocent life taken unless you don't have a, a conscience. Well, let but me. Oh, the go ahead. People of, the people of Gaza elected Hamas. The people of Gaza overwhelmingly chose Hamas to be their government, and then allowed Hamas to arm, equip, train, and execute the most deadly attack on the Jewish people since the Holocaust. Yep. They have some culpability in that, and we have to be clear-eyed about this and allow Israel to do what must be done, and it's not going to be pretty. Well, and that's what shocked me a minute and 25 seconds into his speech last night. He's talking about having a conversation with the leader of the Palestinian Liberation Organization. And, hey, we're going to make sure we've got your back, too. It it, it disgusted me. Final question here, and then I promise we'll pivot because we've only got a couple of minutes. You were a special forces guy. Uh, What's the Biden administration doing? How do you react to – I mean, he essentially doxed special forces men and women on the ground in Israel. I don't think that this administration or the president, even though he spent a half a century in in federal office, has a fundamental understanding of what the special operations community does or how they operate. Think about this. Two weeks ago, they made this foolish announcement that they're going to reduce funding for special operations. Now, listen, I'm a little biased here because I still serve in the special operations community. And I think that the special operations warriors that our nation has are the best value for the dollar, certainly a lot cheaper than tanks and planes and fancy weapon systems. And you need those, too. But the special operations guys don't cost a lot of money, but they do deliver a lot of value, reducing the funding for special operations dramatically and cutting the force numbers of special operations is a foolish idea. That was two weeks ago. And then, you know, just this week, here are people that are supposed to be the shadow warriors. They're supposed to be the men and women whose identities are not known. When I share photos of my old team in Iraq, I blur out the faces of those guys because many of them have gone on to work in other places that we can't talk about and out of respect for them and their safety and their families. You don't dox these people. You don't expose who they are. These are essentially undercover operators that cannot be exposed to public scrutiny. Think of this. If their faces are known, 
then people know that they are there yep. and they know that their family is here. Yep. Well, could that put their families in danger as well? It's absolutely foolish and dangerous. I've never seen anyone drop the ball so much. I wonder sometimes, Mr. Secretary, if it's intentional. I got to hope it's not, but you know, in some ways it, it, it just is one bad move after another. And you've got to wonder uh, at least at least it's a focus on the wrong things. At worst, it could be intentional. I, I don't know. All right. A minute and a half here. Sorry to hamstring you with just that amount of time to talk about this race. Uh, you're up one on Sherrod Brown, according to an Emerson poll. Baldwin Wallace came out with a poll, but I never take those seriously. Um, hmm. And Sherrod has a ton of money. Uh, I think he's sitting on about $11.5 million in cash with no debt. Four and a half more, I think, million than, than other candidates. Uh, how, how do you assess this race right now and what are you going to do to win? Well, Ohio wants a battle tested conservative. They want somebody who can beat Sherrod Brown, but they also want somebody who's going to go to the Senate and actually do what they say they will do. And it, it, this is one of those choices where if you want slick talking points, if you want a slick salesman, if you want somebody that talks about compromising with the other side. And that's not me. But what I am is a battle-tested conservative that has a 100% pro-life voting record, 100% pro-gun voting record, has always voted to cut taxes. There is nobody than, than me that is stronger on the border when it comes to securing the border and taking away the incentive for people to come here. If you came during the invasion of this border, you should be deported. You should never get citizenship if you came here illegally. Birthright citizenship uh, should not be extended to those who came here illegally. And asylum should not be extended to those who came here illegally. So there are things that we have to do, but it starts with electing the Republican candidate that is best equipped to beat Sherrod Brown and who's going to go to the Senate and actually govern like a conservative and be the first Green Beret to ever serve in the United States Senate. I'm the man for that. And I hope Ohioans will, will back me. Many, many have. That's why I've got a double-digit lead in the polls at this point. He's Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Uh, Mr. Secretary, thank you for spending time with us this morning. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. Hey, uh, one more segment left, and that's after the break. Welcome back to the final segment on this phone-in Friday of the Bruce Woolley Show, coming to you live on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm in Studio 4 in Columbus, Ohio, and right now I'm joined on the line by Mr. Emmett Jarvis. He is a candidate for the school board, Delaware City Schools. Mr. Jarvis, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning? Amazing. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Hey, I'm living the dream. I, I get to sit here and talk politics and policy and things that matter, and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just being <laughs> honest, man. Uh, the better question is, how's the campaign? And tell us about the campaign. Why are you doing this, and what are you going to do differently for Delaware City School kids in the community? Yeah, man. Um, so the campaign's going pretty good, uh, slow, smooth, and steady. So not a whole lot of rocking of the boat, which is good. Everybody's kind of having good conversations, good dialogue across the table. Um, so that's always good to see maturity being exercised in real time, especially when you're going for public office, right? Because everybody's always watching, especially yep. the kids, right? Yep. Um, so that's been a really good thing. What, what I'm doing or why I'm choosing to run for Delaware city school board is 
you know, I spent my, my whole adult life serving our country in the United States Army, and I was prepped for leadership pretty much from day one, as most military does. Um, and I learned a lot through being a senior leader in the Army, and a lot of that is you can be a dictator, but you're not going to last very long. Yep. Um, or you can, you know, plug into everybody beneath you and above you and come up with the best plan possible to move the football forward, so to speak. Um, so I really feel like one of the things that I can bring to the Delaware city school board is leadership, like strong leadership. Um, I'm not afraid to have tough conversations. I work all the time towards getting into the middle ground, trying to figure out what's best, but I'm also, you know, moral driven, uh, Christ following guy, um, that like, you know, just tries to do the best thing. And I really feel like our kids at the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. Our kids deserve the absolute best that we can give them. Mm, absolutely. And I feel like, uh, not to say that anybody hasn't done that. I'm just thinking that maybe I could do a little bit better of a job. I'm at uh, your website, Jarvis talks about communication right. and transparency, fiscal responsibility, bullying prevention, support for educators, and then creative solutions. And I'm telling you, just talking with you, kind of have this calm energy about you, which I really appreciate. I get fired up easily. So I agree. It's easy. It's, it's great to be able to sit down, have a discussion and slowly and smoothly move along. Um, what do you think the biggest issue is in Delaware city schools? And do you think parents are rallying around it? And is it a tipping point of change uh, for better there in the school district? Yeah, I think, I think safety is like that big word. Um, there's a lot of things that are the reason why we have the five points that we have is because they're like all like super valid mm -hmm. points that I, I kept hearing nonstop throughout different people of different like economic backgrounds and whatever. Um, I think it comes down to, I hate to say the word safety, but I yep. think it's like all encompassing, right? Yep. We send our kids to a place where we are relying on the people inside of that structure to not just like emotionally um, and from an educational background, keep them safe, but like a physical part too. Like I'm sending you to a castle where you should be the safest place on earth. Cause I'm not there. These people are supposed to do that for me. Um, when we have kids getting stumped on like 20 and 30 hits at a time and teachers, that don't feel comfortable stepping in because they feel like their jobs are on the line. If they intervene um, to protect that child from another child, you know, that's not a safe environment when we no. promote through lack of, and, and I don't want to like be a shot thrower here. Uh, I'm just calling it what it is. A lot of parents that we've talked to have kids that have dealt with bullying yeah. Um, the, I think the difference between our generations are is that like when we got bullied at school, when I was growing up, it like stayed at school unless that bully lived in your neighborhood, which most of the time they didn't. Right. You know, so it's like nowadays with social media, um, there's a lot of that going on. And I think we need to have a way tougher stance on, you know, offenders in our schools doing things, you know, for example, and I don't want to get all into it because I know we're on limited time. But, you know, my idea, man, is like a three-strike policy, right? So, like, if you're bullying, it's an automatic, like, five-day suspension. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're yep. gone for five days. And I know parents out there are going to be like, oh, my God, that's five days. What am I going to do? It's going <laughs> to force you to engage with your child is what it's going to do. Amen. Um, and then if it happens again, 
then it's 14 day suspension or and or they're up for expulsion review. So and then if it happens a third time, it's automatic expulsion for the rest of the year. Like that's how serious I think it is when we have kids in middle school taking on trains, you know, because they just want the noise to stop, you know, and they yeah, can't go problem. home without hearing it and they can't go to school without being drugged through the mud nonstop. Um, we got kids getting beaten down gangland style inside of our, this is Delaware city. This isn't like Linden. Right. You know, right. Like we need, we need to do better. And that's why I say safety from a physical standpoint, we got to protect students from students. We have to have harsh, uh, harsh consequences and repercussions. And we also need to be able to give our teachers the permission and the backing to be like, Hey, do your job. Like whatever that means, if that means protecting kids from kids, go do that. We have your back. We're going to protect your job because you're doing the job of being a guardian when their guardians can't be here. Amen. And, and you then, know, Oh, go ahead. Yep. Oh, hey, about ahead. a minute no, and a no, half. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Last thing I was going to say, like curriculum wise, like we need to keep our kids safe from adult political issues invading the classroom. Right, like our kids need yes. to go to class and they need to be put in a, an environment that promotes the highest learning abilities possible. And we don't do that by smothering them with social issues. They should be safe from that inside the classroom. You know, uh, when we pray at our house, uh, we pray every night that our, our kids, that their hearts, minds, souls and bodies would be protected. And wouldn't that be cool if uh, educators and people on boards thought the same way? And, you know, certainly that first line is physically the kid has to feel safe. Everything I've read and experientially, you're spot on. I, I sat on a board of an inner city charter school and there were rules and you followed the rules. That was it. And if you didn't follow the rules, you were out and it was known mm-hmm. and it was enforced. And you know what it did? It, it helped kids thrive. That was my experience and everything I've read from child psychologists to, you know, people who are great at in, in developing leadership in kids says they need rules. They need structure. They need to know that those rules are going to be enforced. It actually creates security in them when they know that, that there's somebody there that has their back. Um, so kudos to you for taking that stance on uh, safety and security. About 30 seconds here. Where can our listeners find out more, uh, donate and help you? Uh so jarvisforboard.com is the website that anybody can go to find out essentially all of our uh, our points that we're running off of our platform points. They can also there's links there to donate. You can also follow us on Facebook at uh, Emmett Jarvis for Delaware City School Board. And yeah, um, you know, just emailing us. Yep, right on. Uh, He's Emmett Jarvis, he's a candidate for Delaware City School Board. Emmett, thanks for carving out time today, and I wish you the best of luck in this race. Can't wait to talk to you when you're victorious. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. Have a super fantastic weekend. I will be back with you on Tuesday. Go Bucks. Go Browns. Go God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.